You're tuning in to the Copacetic Hour. This is the Copacetic Hour. Why don't you just chill? This is the copacetic hour. Copacetic is a term meaning everything is fine, cool, and in excellent order. This podcast is an area for open discussion, but not for the weak-hearted nor the simple-minded. And although we may not always agree, we will always exemplify respect. But at the same time, nobody, and I do mean nobody, is exempt from getting these jokes. Everything is copacetic. Yes, this is the copacetic hour episode 28 how's everybody doing today that's what's up that's what's up go ahead and introduce yourselves hi i'm kiana hey i'm bj i'm kiana i'm didi how y'all doing today i hope everyone's having a lovely day absolutely we're gonna jump into the first topic all right so Miss Kiana, K-I-Y brought this subject to me. KG, okay, okay. New nickname alert. That's how you... Yeah, you did. Yeah, Garrett. Okay, good, because I was going to say, can I do that? Because that's what I usually call you. Okay. (laughs) So, Miss Garrett brought this topic up to us, and we go back, you know what I'm saying? Kiana Garrett was like my best friend in middle school. Tell us about uh, your first encounter with puppy love. What is puppy love to y'all? All right, don't everybody talk at once. Y'all want me to go first? Yeah, go oh. first. Yeah. Okay, okay, I'll go first. I'll go first. So growing up, um, I was the fat kid. Um, I was. I feel like I was smart and... I was very kind and nice young man. Uh, I used to sing to people over the phone, and I could. I, I feel like I could talk to people over the phone. I think that my first girlfriend was Tiana Drain. Shout out to Tiana Drain. I used to call her house, and her daddy used to cuss me out. <laughs> you know, say so she's married to my dog uh, Ryan. Shout out to them. Um, but I think puppy love is that that first time where you feel vulnerable with a person. You know what I'm saying? Especially being young, you never really experience these feelings other than I would say with whoever takes care of you. You know what I'm saying? You can be vulnerable with uh, your guardian in a lot of cases sometimes, but other than, or maybe even like uh, with an authority figure. But when you become vulnerable with someone your age and you're feeling like, hey, you know, I like you. Can I call you? You know what I'm saying? Especially I, all of us. I don't know about Didi and BJ, but I feel like uh, us and Amber and both the Kianas, like we were calling on house phones. You know what I'm saying? So you yeah, had to yeah. like. House phone? You was house phone? Okay, okay. Staying on the cordless house phone. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you had to call and be like, Call my dad, got to switch and get the other. Right. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So you had to call. You had to record. See the long cord too. Right. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You had to call and be like, hi, Miss Such and Such, Mr. Such and Such is uh, whoever there. Can I speak with them? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And then when I went to middle school, I dated a girl named Aisha, dated a girl named India, 
And then I started to date, you know, the wild girls at Northwestern. You know what I'm saying? He said the wild girl. <laughs> he said the wild girl. You know what I'm, I'm done. Let's start dating the girl, the girls who had who had uh, hood credibility. You know what I'm saying? Hood credibility. Okay, <laughs> that's a great way to put it. I was, a, I was a square. You know what I'm saying? I was a square. So what they say? Classy, bougie, ratchet. We right. Was doing that. They was doing they that. They were savages. Yeah. <laughs> right. They was doing that. I dated. Um, I did. I dated Kiana first. Um. Kiana Williams, we did we date? I think we was just talking. <laughs> I don't remember. This is like what fifteen years ago, twenty years ago, something like that. Me and Kiana no. used to just talk on the phone. That was my dog uh, for a while, uh, and then I started dating another girl. Me and her went through. No, go ahead, and drop her name too. Name drop. <laughs> I deleted you out of the last podcast. (laughs) Miss, um, Miss, I'll say that her name was. Wow. She your last name, Disclosure. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I started dating Miss. That's when I felt like I actually experienced uh, puppy love. Me and her. Oh, nothing prior to that. Right. Uh, <laughs> girl, I thought that was them. Like, I thought it was the, okay. Me, me and Kiana, we... Nah, I'm not saying... I'm not saying we didn't experience puppy love, but I feel like we were still, like, learning, like, to be, like... I don't know. In yeah, I, that was a joke. You don't really yeah, have to. Okay. Say, okay. That was wait. I have one question because you know I was around through the whole thing. Okay. Y'all were my two best friends, my guy best friend and my girl best friend. Right, right. So why did Miss and Kiana get into a fight? So from my understanding, they fought over me. That's what that's what my understanding was. Okay. You know what I'm saying? They got to a fight. They got to a fight over. Ernest Jackson the fifth, you know what I'm saying? At least if that if if that wasn't the case, I don't know why y'all was fighting then. You know what I'm saying? I do remember now. My vision is a little blurry. Hindsight is 2020. Right, they got into a fight over me for whatever reason. I don't know why. Sounds like you had some misunderstanding going on, but I guess that's what happens with with puppy love. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? When you go to two different schools, too. God damn it. Yeah, (laughs) it's like a whole long distance relationship. Keep in mind, we're talking about like seventh grade. Thank you, seventh grade. Everybody, don't be blowing it out of proportion (laughs) when I hear this shit. God damn it. So I had experiences with girls like any other guy when we was coming up. All the way up until I feel like my first experience with like puppy love wasn't until like tenth grade. Okay. Well, yeah. So it was this girl. I liked her a lot, but she was older. Okay. And I was playing. I think I was playing JV at the time, and she was a senior. I think. Okay. I ain't even. I'm gonna withhold her name, you know, for protect the innocent. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, innocent. Hey, I protected you last week. She had pulled up. <laughs> she had like she shot it. She shot her shot at me or whatever. Like we just because we used to everybody used to hang out after school to wait for basketball practice. So she played for the girls team. I played JV. So she like she was like, oh me, you're gonna be like best friends. I'm thinking like, okay, cool. Like I don't really care. So okay. we ended up like. 
talking on the phone all the time. She would text me. This one texting first came out. So to be texting in the 10th grade was like a big deal. Like only nice. certain phones can actually do it. Right. So the thing is, she had a boyfriend that was older. Okay. But she would always say, like, she had something like, oh, we don't go together. Like, that ain't my boyfriend no more. I'm like, okay, cool. I don't care. Shit. I'm I'm happy because I got an older girl. I'm only in the 10th grade. Right. I might mess around, go to prom with her. It's like, it's going down. So we started going on dates. But we would only go to the movies during the week. Shit. And not on the weekends. And then um, one day, like, one of her boyfriend's friends that was still in high school had asked me about her. And I was like, she used to tell me, she like, just tell people we best friends. Like, don't let nobody get in our business. So I'm thinking, like, that's that's how I roll. Like, like I'm st- like I'm going to her house, like watching movies, we're going to movies on the week during the week. I done met her parents. Right. So come to find out, she was like in a full blown like relationship. And when I found out, and she like told him in front of me that I wasn't like we wasn't doing none of that. So she told me to lie about it. You wasn't the cousin. I was like heartbroken. <laughs> Damn, oh, bro. That's sad, bro. So, bad. so my first experience, like, I had a girlfriend before then, like, ninth grade. I don't count that. I think 10th grade was, like, my first real experience, like, puffing over a girl that I went, apparently didn't like for real, that I was just her friend that I used to kick it with that knew her friend. That's what she told her boyfriend at the time. Okay. That I was talking to one of her other friends and not her. And I was told to go along with it. And I'm thinking, like, I'm protecting myself. You know, because from this older nigga. Right. But come to find out, she was just like playing me. And we ain't spoke since then. I, you know, I, I could care less. Did you I fuck don't... though? No. Damn. <laughs> At least if you would have no. fucked, you would have felt like I got something out of it. No, I was buying her shit. Wow. <laughs> you know, buying her wings at lunch. Damn. Letting her wear my hoodie. Nigga, y'all had wings at y'all school? What school you went to? Damn. Right. I'm from Muskegon. So we had wings at lunch. You know, I was going over her house. I was buying balloons for her birthday. I'm pretty sure she probably hid them. All type of crazy shit. She was probably giving them to him. She was like, yeah, I got you some wings, baby. That's (laughs) fucked up. What about you, Amber? Well, my first boyfriend was in like sixth or seventh grade. And um, he was older than me. Okay. He was in he was in high school. And um, (laughs) him and I (laughs) go to the movies on the weekend. (laughs) Him and I will go to the movies on the weekend. And um, it was like every Saturday religiously. And I want to say, I can't remember, was it either my birthday or Valentine's Day? But he, I was introduced to Victoria's Secret Love Spell. Yeah, y'all know. Good old Love Spell. So he ended up buying me like the whole little spiel. So I thought I was like killing the game, doing it, whatever, whatever. And I would get mad at him. And I would give him like seven days to get him out of my system. And then I was gone. But he would always call before then. So he was my boyfriend again after that. It was just dumb. But <laughs> he was like my very first, like, somebody that my heart would ache for, I guess. Okay. Because, you know, it hurts your little heart. You feel something. They hurt your feelings. You know, but any, I, I don't know. And it's, I went to a predominantly Caucasian school. So okay. I'm dating, like, a black dude from the hood. So I, like... <laughs> Crazy, and I probably not. If I look back, I wouldn't have did it. But, but he was like my first like little boyfriend or whatever. Nowadays, I don't even know him. I walk right by him because he didn't turn out to be who I thought he would be. Right. But kind of just you know what's up from afar and keep it moving. But you know he was cool then. Ain't my type now, but you know he was cool. (laughs) I feel it. I feel it. Now, what about you, BJ? How was your first encounter with the love, the puppy love? 
I mean, <laughs> mine kind of similar to uh, Dez. I mean, everybody, I can't say everybody, but I feel like almost everybody had a situation where they've been played before. And I was on my way to Western and the relationship I was leaving, she was a year younger than me. So I really didn't care. And I knew what was about to happen. But that first week I messed up, like straight out the gate. I mean, I, like welcome week. Like, <laughs> Ooh, that, was, welcome that, was, week. that had to be the quickest in Whoa. and falling out of puppy love ever. <laughs> Man. A lot goes on during welcome week, I see. I felt, I, I felt I, like I tripped and fell in it. <laughs> <laughs> that happens during welcome week, definitely. Now, what about you, uh, Miss Williams? Who was who was your? What was you doing on me at Northwestern behind my back? My dog, Didi, was my dog. That's my dog. It was different. I felt like it was popular because of how much time I spent thinking about this man like, outside of when I'm seeing. Can I please interject? Go ahead. Interject. Now we've been best friends since sixth grade, so I was around during the whole Larry Caper craze. When I tell you, this girl had like a binder of a Larry Caper things, a bag of Skittles that he ate that she saved. <laughs> A laundry oh shirt. Oh my God! What? <laughs> <laughs> Not saved it. Love. <laughs> I was. Wow. I ain't gonna lie. I was writing poems. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a million times on one page. Like, how many times can you fit somebody's name? I'm trying to perfect our signature. <laughs> <laughs> trying to make a book. That's funny. Um, so we was actually that it turned out to be my little boyfriend for a minute. Yeah. And um, you know, everything was great until one day I think he just decided to move on or something like that. I really don't remember what happened. And so we just was good friends after that because I'm a great person. Everyone likes to stay friends with me. So my first experience at Puppy Love was a little heartbreaking because I think I still was in love for like some years <laughs> after that. Even though it never was, you know. It was that seventh grade, sixth grade. I don't know when that was. It was middle school. But shout out to my dog Larry. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to send this nigga this clip right here. <laughs> Can you break down the Skittles situation? Like, right. Hey, like, how did you get the Listen, Skittles, bro? I was bro? in love. I'm trying to tell y'all in love. I ain't gonna like, let that one go by without. Had a bag of Skittles and handed me the rest of the pack, and I was like, I'm gonna keep this forever. <laughs> Where was where was y'all at? The movies, West know. Columbia Seven. She remembers everything. Yeah, I got yeah. everything. It's photographic. That's funny. Maybe somebody keeping your chips or something because it's just like <laughs> the lint. You know the little laundry lint thing that gets stuck to your clothes. The dryer sheet. Yeah, it was yeah. stuck on his clothes one day, and I was like, I want to go. 
<laughs> nigga. Oh my god. Oh my I guess god. I love hard. <laughs> <laughs> Real. Yeah, you love yes. her for real. <laughs> that's deep. That's deep. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, that's deeper than deep. That's what? Oh, man. <laughs> hey, y'all should hear about it now, y'all. We all okay. That's like a Nickelodeon TV show right there, nigga. Shit. She definitely had an episode of Hey Arnold with that nigga. <laughs> no, for real. For real. <laughs> oh, okay. Man. Anybody who knows me, like anybody who was friends with me, everybody knew that my first love was Stefano Davis. Okay, shout out <laughs> to my dog. Baby. Shout out to him. He has a beautiful family now. Facts. And um, man, we started in the sixth grade. You know how this is so crazy. This is really how me and Kiana became friends. So <laughs> she had a crush on a boy named George. No, how was that? Well, I had a crush on George. She had a crush on Stefano. One day I'm walking home from school and I see some boys. I, I was so shy, I waited for everybody to walk down the dirt road. I see some boys circle back with one of the peg bikes. So I'm like, what are they doing? And you know, I wasn't really hood. I came from the outskirts of the hood. So I knew them, but I wasn't like them. You know what I'm saying? Right. So um, they just start throwing rocks at me and chasing me all the way back to the school. And I had to call my mom to pick me up because <laughs> they threw rocks at me all the way back in the school. And then I feel like the next day he asked me out. But the thing was, he, you know, back then you sent a friend. You didn't do it right. directly. You sent right. a friend. Thanks. So he sent a friend who went and told her because her name was Kiana. The boy George that I like, his friend came to me. So we both excited thinking we getting the boy that we chose, which really... I got the boy she liked, and she got the boy that I like. So that's crazy. Uh, that's crazy. <laughs> so we kind of bonded over that. But yeah, he used to break my heart at the skate rink all the time. He did a couple skate with other girls. <laughs> <laughs> I cried home to one wish. I cried all the way home to Ray J. I had about three wishes for this nigga. <laughs> oh, it, it, it ended because when you got to high school, you know, me and him was on and off. I dated other people, so did he. When we got to high school, it was a whole nother world, all different people. Yeah. And he decided to date a white girl. Shout out to her, Brooke Johncock. One day, oh, we was good. at the game. Terrence Tompkins stood up in front of everybody and said, and when he get on, he leave your ass for a white girl. And he pointed at me. I haven't been able to forgive him since. Nigga, <laughs> 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 where was I at when that happened? God damn. I know, right? So how did how did your experiences with Puppy Love shape your experiences now? Wow. I'm still a little obsessive. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I think one of the craziest parts of Puppy Love was the love taps with the boys got a crush on you, so they come in and hit you and they fight you, you go tell your mom, like, mom, this boy just chased me all the way back to school with rocks. And she's like, oh, he just likes you. Yeah, that's you know? domestic violence. Right. Yeah. It turned exactly. into eventually. <laughs> he'll love you, he'll knock you out. Yeah, that's that's too much. Uh-uh. I think mine is, it, uh, it taught me to not, uh, I don't ask questions now. Like, I feel like I don't ask. Play now. Yeah, like, I ain't asking. I don't, because the, the, the time that I did ask and found out and went to looking for stuff, I got exactly what I was looking for. So now I just, 
if it's meant for me to find out, it'll be I'll find out. That's your story. You gotta tell it. Facts. I'm gonna put it in front of you every time, bro. Facts. Yeah. So hey, shoot. I ask, I don't ask who your boyfriend is, who you talking to. If I see you out, we buy that's just between us. Whatever you're gonna tell me, you're gonna tell me. I ain't gonna ask about it. Facts. Facts. Um Stay away from niggas that buy love spell. He even said he liked that scent. I'll be like, no, 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 no. Next, no. That's funny. That's funny. Oh man. My lesson was simple. I learned what I was supposed to learn, and then is that the game don't love nobody and focus on yourself. Facts. I fucks that a little bit. I used to anyway. Oh, we both got ladies now, but yeah, you know what I'm saying? At that time. I um I'm married now. So right. my I'm married now. <laughs> I'm right now. My uh hope to be like you one day, sir. Right, yeah. My uh my thinking <laughs> is different. You know what I'm saying? I think me and Miss <laughs> love, which I, I I will always care about her, you know, so I hope she's doing well or whatever she's doing. You know what I'm saying? What'd you say, Kiana? <laughs> what did she say? Right, you on camera, G. What what you want? <laughs> Go ahead, continue. Um, I would say, yeah, I hope she's doing well, but I would say what me and her experience taught me was that the type of woman that I needed. You know what I'm saying? I was chasing women that I I wasn't built to deal with. You know what I'm saying? Um, I needed somebody more like me. I needed somebody cool, calm, and collected. I couldn't. I couldn't be out here, you know. what I'm saying, trying to deal with drama and things like that. You know, what I'm saying, I needed somebody who who operated more on my level. You know, what I'm saying, and I wind up getting married uh, when I found someone like that. You know, what I'm saying, after all the wild sigma shit, and you know, what I'm saying, just doing doing uh females dirty you know for so long probably because of her you know what i'm saying on the low <laughs> um you know saying i finally matured and i met someone that i could you know share my life with so oh that was beautiful <laughs> you know what I'm no, so, seriously that's beautiful shout out to my wife you know what I'm saying? i love her shout out to y'all shout out to miss gg you know what i'm saying so let's move into our second topic. So this, it kind of feeds off of puppy love, I guess. Because what if, you know what I'm saying, what if you we met someone and this was the, the thing. It was a post that I saw. You know what I'm saying? A guy met a girl. Uh, he wound up wifing her. At the time when he met her, you know, she was homeless. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they met when they were 14 years old. You know what I'm saying? He dropped out. Uh, got a job to pay for her to go to school. Uh, he was selling fruits on the street, you know what I'm saying, so she could go to school. He wound up putting her through college and even through uh, law school, and she became a lawyer. Just fruit? Nigga, who knows what he was selling, God damn it. That's not the point. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He could have been selling backpacks. I don't know, nigga. <laughs> so... The point was, is that now she's at a point where she's this prestigious lawyer, you know what I'm saying? And she feels like, you know, her husband is no longer in her class on her level. You know what I'm saying? And I wanted to ask the question that, 
you know, if your mate helped you build something, build your success, even put in the hard work, uh, even though you put in your own hard work of, you know, going to school, you know, saying, turning in the test, learning everything you need to be to be where you are, they still help provide for you to be there. And you decide that you don't want to be with them no more because you are now, you know, educated or and making money on another, cl- on, on another level. Um, are you wrong for wanting to leave them after they help you get to this success? Uh, and if you do leave them, you know, do you owe them anything? What do you think, Didi? Um, are you wrong to leave them? No, because you outgrow people, when you, especially when you transition into different phases of your life. You, you become a different person. You kind of relearn who you are. You, your love languages start to change. How you want to be loved starts to change. So, no, you're not wrong for leaving them. But do you owe them something? Yeah, because, I mean, that's support. And it not necessarily always has to be financial. That was emotional support. I know it was probably countless nights, you know, she was up staying up late night doing homework he stayed up and helped her out or he was just up to talk about where she probably called him was like oh i'm struggling with this and he was just an ear you know there's been times where i mean he wasn't necessarily just the the moral support i feel like just off the strength of that he was a good trooper he didn't you know he did what he had to do he made sure you know she, he kept a roof over her head closing her back make sure he did his part and if she grows apart from him you know uh, romantically that is fine because that happens in life but, you know, it's all right to, you know, a peace officer. Like, you know, I appreciate everything you did for me. This is what, you know, this is my token of appreciation. So, yeah, I don't think it's a problem. What about you, Miss Garrett? They're not old, though. Don't ever believe you're old. Don't nobody I, owe you nothing. I feel right. She doesn't owe him anything. But morally, I feel like she's being selfish because... You always have to be equally yoked with your mate. So at the time when he met her, I'm pretty sure she wasn't at the standard that he wanted her to be, but he saw potential in her. So he poured into her. I don't see, I didn't see, read anything where she said that she poured into him or she returned a favor. It was just basically all about her and where she had with it and how she feel. But what did you do to return a favor? Because I feel like if somebody loves you enough, to love you more than they love themselves because clearly he's a truck driver because he just working to provide a check to it so you can secure the bag if you can't return that love and in return maybe tell him to quit his job and encourage him to go to school or encourage him to own his own trucking company if you can't provide that same love for him then i feel like morally i don't think that's right do she owe him anything i mean i guess not if you look at it that way but i do believe that she's selfish and um if they do decide to part ways, she definitely should look out for him any way that she can thanks thanks i feel owing anyone anything i don't feel like anybody owes any anybody anything in this world that we live in um you do what you want to do for people because you want to do it and you don't need to look for anything in return and that's just you know across the board in my eyes however um I think she was wrong to leave. Um, Maybe in her transitional process, she did not recognize the sacrifices that he gave for her along the way, because I feel like a true woman who understands where she was, was where she was and the people that helped her get to where she is at this point from the past to the present. 
I feel she should have um, definitely been more appreciative um, versus, you know, just trying to shove it off. Because in my opinion, we've all watched enough Tyler Perry movies to know how those type of stories pan out. You can't treat people like that and expect that you're going to be blessed at the end of the day because you, you just don't do people like that. And that's just me having a genuine heart because I would never, you know, step on the toes of someone who's, you know, had sacrifices for me getting to the top. So if you're my mate, we, again, like as she said, we need to be equally yoked. Um, you need to, I need to be building you as well as you're building me. And I feel like he did what he was supposed to do right. being her man. You know what I mean? But you also have to have your man's back because you are the spine for him and you have to help him stand up. So you don't just, you don't just do people like that. You know what I mean? You don't do people like that. So that's, that's my take on it. Facts. Totally agree with that. What about you, Miss Williams? She like, I would have left that nigga too. Shit. What the oh. fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I think that if the goal was to wash up together in the first place, then when y'all actually reach where you was trying to go, it seems weird that you would switch up and act like, oh, now I'm not on my level no more. That seems weird to me and just fake in general. But I think a lot of people probably do it once they, it, it happens more often than not. I think Thanks. you probably owe anybody and everybody who helped you in any type of way, like he said, as far as moral support or, or however, I think that goes a long way. But a lot of people forget who, you know, who and when you get on, you know what I'm saying? That's right, and it goes like big business, act like you never really did anything. So right. I don't know. I guess it's all stuff, certain stuff almost be expected to me. So I just don't have any expectations for anyone anymore, nor will I be watering the tree that I'm not sure if this is where, if this is something that's going to last or not. If I'm not sure if this is not my committed partner and we in it for a lifetime, then I'm not about to be watering you. Facts. To kind of uh, piggyback off what Kiana said, it depends on what were the intentions going in. Was love the intention or was this a business move? If it was love, it was supposed to be 50-50. Once she got on her feet, like other Kiana said, he was supposed to put it in a trucking business, help him start his own everything. Like it's supposed to be equal. But if it was a business decision, then he need to treat her like these managers treat artists when they try to lead a label. It, like most most businesses have a buyout when you try to depart. So there needs to be some sort of um, back pay or compensation for his time, effort, and investment, honestly. Oh, that's a good point, BJ. I don't think about that. Like, yeah, you, motherfucker, if you want to leave, nigga, I need all that college uh, money back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I need that law school money back. I need all of that with interest. Chips with the Something. dip. Facts. Hey, I agree. And moving forward. I don't care how we do it. Yeah, however you need to do it, Miss <laughs> Lawyer. You know what I'm saying? I need I need that bread back. Facts. Yeah, you're right about that. I um I think I agree with Miss Garrett. Like she what kind of selfish shit is that? You know what I'm saying? Like to go from being homeless to a lawyer is crazy. A crazy just scenario in itself. And to have this man be the the foundation for you to do so 
And now that you've made it, you want to leave. I couldn't imagine even putting that type of karma in the world like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand that you may grow apart and you in this office with these other lawyers and, you know, saying they got their shit together. You know what I'm saying? You, you may be, you know, aroused or, you know what I'm saying, feel like, oh, wow, admired these, uh, these other men. But can you speak on the character of these other men that you've, you're meeting now? Would they have been in a situation when they were 14 to get on the street and hustle up money? You know what I'm saying? To drive trucks, doing whatever they got to do to put you in a better situation? I'm like, I don't think you can even quantify, you know, effort like that that someone can put into you. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is, that's unconditional love. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's crazy. That's, that's a godlike love or and belief in a person. You know what I'm saying? Like, I... I don't. I don't think she shouldn't leave. She wants to leave because if you want to leave, you need to leave because it's, it's not gonna work out. You know what I'm saying? If you're not happy, you're just not happy. But by all means, like BJ was talking about, you owe that nigga. I don't care. To talk about you don't owe nigga. No, nah, nigga, you owe that nigga his money back or something. You're not finna be <laughs> fucking get here and just leave. Nah, fuck that. I hope y'all in California where you gotta break that nigga off half of everything you gonna get. In the next ten years, goddamn it, because that shit is crazy. I got, I, I don't agree with that at all. Like, she needs to, I don't know. They need to go to counseling or something. It can't just be now <laughs> that you here. You know what I'm saying? You just it wanted to be over. That shit is crazy to me. That's crazy. I'd be mad as hell. Gigi become a doctor all of a sudden, and now she's like, well, you know, Ernest, you know, you've been supporting me, putting me through school and. <laughs> and everything, and I'm, a, you know, I'm a whole doctor now, but you know, I it just is not working out, you know, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It didn't, it didn't work out for us, sweetie. So, I mean, the, <laughs> like, it got to be something deeper than just Richard the, over like, here. You know what I'm saying? It must have been like a miscue somewhere, like romantically. Like, I don't feel like she just jumped ship because she made it. How like, old was he? Yeah, is that a factor? It doesn't say. It says that they met when they were 14. So. You when gotta, they were 14? Yeah, they've been together since they was 14. For some reason, I feel like she was 14. That's how I felt when I read it. Because <laughs> okay, okay. how he working on doing all that? Where was they? <laughs> 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 I don't know. It might have been some hanky panky going on, and maybe she felt like they wasn't supposed to be together in the first place. And he's just mm-hmm. that could be it. That could we don't be know it. all the details. That's why I don't like to speculate. Right. Uh, when he I was 14, I can see that. 14, he was 16. That's what they say, he was 16? Yeah. Okay, okay, because you know what I'm saying? It could have been, you know, Amber's situation where she in a sixth grade nigga in high school, you know, so you never know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I don't know. I think the I think that shit is crazy. You know what I'm saying? But shout out to them. You know what I'm saying? I hope it, I hope it work out, whatever you, if my dog, if you get your bread, and I hope she becomes, you know, successful whenever she wants to do. But I think that shit is crazy. Lifestyles is a men's and women's clothing store that carries exclusive quality labels. Their mission is to bridge the gap between mainstream fashions and luxury brands. They're the go-to place for the latest fashions and trends. You can shop with them online at lifestylesapparel.com. That's L-I-F-E-S-T-Y-L-E-Z apparel.com. And follow them online at lifestylesapparel.com on all social media outlets. 
While you're at it, visit them at their brand new Memphis location. Back to the podcast. We're going to move into our next topic, the consciously copacetic segment. This week, we're going to talk about do celebrities have a conscious effort to be role models to children or young adults? The reason why I bring this up is it's been a, a topic all on social media with the WAP video with Cardi B and with Meg Thee Stallion. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, it's very provocative, I guess. You know what I'm saying? They're... WAP stands for wet ass pussy. If I guess you didn't know, I'm pretty sure you knew, but you know, they're talking about having wet ass pussy. I seen people like, Oh, this is what they're teaching our young women. Um, is this is what we're celebrating now? What has the, the level of the black woman digress to digress to, you know what I'm saying? What are your thoughts on celebrities having to be role models? First of all, these women are in their early 20s. Like a lot of these celebrities are still young themselves. They haven't even, I was watching something today and she was talking about how your frontal cortex or whatever doesn't even develop until you turn about 26. So your decision-making skills are off. So you wouldn't even want them being role models anyway, even though some young adults figure it out, um, some of them don't. Um, also for me, I grew up, grew up seeing that stuff too, but my mom was the standard. So if that stuff wasn't in my household, if I didn't see my mama doing it or my sisters, my grandma, no woman in my family was like that. So I didn't feel the need to be like that either. But, uh, some of it is a bit provocative. I just have a question is why is the question being raised when two women come together to make this type of video when men make videos about violence all the time? Facts. Uh, shit. That's a good point. <laughs> Definitely a good point. I do not think it's fair, you know, to um, and I, I hold this standard for all celebrities to to pro, to propel them to be these role models. Like I feel like we need, and I get that um, us as black people, we don't get many that hold that position. So to be able to separate the person from the talent. It's very hard for us because we don't get many people in prominent positions to be a voice for us. So as soon as we get a celebrity that got an audience, like, hey, speak out for us because ain't nobody else doing it. So it's really unfair to put not just Cardi being made a stallion, but any celebrity on that status to like, oh, you need to be a model citizen. Like you said, they young, low 20s. Like, who are they to put that, put that pressure on them to put them on a pedestal to hold this position to speak and be these certain beings when they're not. They're just pretty much learning themselves as if anybody else in their young 20s. You wouldn't put nobody else at that age to be a voice for the whole culture. So why would you put them? And like you said, rap music is pretty much founded or it has grown to its popularity today based on misogynistic music. So like, don't hold these women to that standard if you're not going to hold the male artists to that same standard as well. Facts. Facts. That's a good point. I'll just say um, I I agree with what you said to an extent. 
only because I feel like, uh, for example, Meg, Meg Thee Stallion and Cardi B are already the standards that women are, at. people change their whole lives based on these lyrics that these females have out here. Granted, we gave them that power where we, or the rest of society decides to be fans, but when you have a, a certain album that comes out and it's like the summer anthem, people literally whole lives go through whatever the music was that we, you know how many side chicks it was when SZA came out with this weekend thing and it got even more popular to where everybody want to be sneaky loud and share things and shit. Yeah, seriously. And the same with whatever the stuff make. I don't know because I don't really personally be in tune like that with with them. But I know other people around me are because that's where I'm hearing it from and I'm getting this feedback. And uh, I think that it's just what comes with uh, being the face uh, on the camera. You know what I'm saying? It's what comes with celebrity stardom. And if you can't handle that if you only want the parts that oh i'm just for entertainment and this is this doesn't really mean anything but next thing you know they're using you for advertising and they're using you for for whatever so i feel like you kind of subconsciously sign up not necessarily to be a role model but as an influencer you're influencing the culture because now everybody thinks oh i gotta be like this and have this in order to be like Cardi or Megan, or if you ain't got it like this, or if you ain't, then you 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 cancel because. But they say, oh well, we just giving the people what they want. We just doing this because this is what y'all like. This is what y'all say, y'all. But I feel like you should give the people what they need. But at the same time, we have to hold ourselves accountable for who we set as president of the set the summer anthem club you know what i'm saying if right. you if the music is setting the theme and the tone for our lives we got to be a little more uh responsible about who we put in that position i mean they only preaching in a nutshell sexual liberation and owning your own sexuality so i mean if you just take the lyrical breakdown just get rid of that all they're preaching is you know be yourself be comfortable own who you are Everybody knows what it says, women run the world, pussy runs the world. You got if you're a woman, you got one, you own it. Propel it. Like don't be shy. Don't don't have to be, you know, so subtle with it. These are just women that are boasting and are proud of who they are and what they have. And that's how they go about it. And if I had a daughter, I would want her to be proud of who she is and what she is bestowed upon her. Not necessarily saying she got to go out and twerk and do it off in the video like I they do. I was going to say, nigga, but, what? But <laughs> if, that's, if that's how she feels comfortable liberating herself, who am I to tell her as a man that she her, can't be that? Her daddy, woman? nigga? What you mean? I mean, I'm going to be like, hey. Who am I as man? I think I, I just feel like it's weird. It's a weird bag when men are trying to chime in and say who shouldn't be doing what when we done grew up um, worst music. Our favorite rappers say worst thing. Yes, but I don't have any children, but let's say I have a goddaughter who I am very involved in her life. You know what I'm saying? So um, when she comes to me about certain things, like one day her mom sent me a video of her twerking and I had to sit down and have a conversation with her about like, that's not anything for a, a young woman at her age. She's only four or five or some sh- uh, to be twerking. 
And I'm like, you know, saying you don't do that. You know what I'm saying? And I have to instill that into her. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't want her growing up thinking like to share your body is one thing, but to just flaunt your body everywhere is is not okay. You know what I'm saying? Your body is a temple, right? And if you want to share your body with whoever, a young man or whatever, that's fine. But you don't have to. There, there's there's limits to it. It's just fine to dance and go to parties and uh, and to do whatever. Cool, you dance and you could twerk at, at your part, your high school parties. Fine, but you don't need to be on the internet showing the whole world your body. You know what I'm saying? It's a it's a limit to everything. Everything has context to it. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like me being you know uh, a man figure in her life, I am gonna sit down with her and have conversations with her. And letting her know what's okay and what's not okay. I know what I thought about the girls that was out here doing whatever. I know what I did to those girls that were out here doing whatever. You know what I'm saying? Physically and emotionally. You know what I'm saying? I fucked a few uh, women heads up when I was, you know what I'm saying, thinking that having sex was like everything. And the more sex I can have with girls, the better, you know, Man I am. You know what I'm saying? The stronger man I am. And that WAP song puts all the value in that wet ass pussy. As if you don't got that, then you just say, you see the means with people even, the people who say they don't like the song, everybody else like, nah, you just got that dry, nah, don't nobody right. want it shit. You know what I'm saying? They act like, you, like you're less valuable as a person now because <laughs> you didn't, this, this is what, that's the part I don't like is it makes it seem like this is it's always been that way, though, like as far as female value, a lot of times the theme is whoever got the best cat, that's who is the best one. You I mean, know, what I'm saying? on and the other side of it, it's been the same thing with men. You don't got enough money, less valuable. I mean, money makes the world go round. But I, I understand. Yeah. My, uh, and you ever heard the, the saying that pussy makes the world I understand go round? That. that is the portal of life. But I'm saying literally, like. We need money to for uh, economic reasons to keep the world going. We, what need, we need the portal <laughs> yeah, of life to bring life to get the money. But I don't know if we should put all the value I just in the like wetness of the we vagina. Are so <laughs> like, we are so over-sexualized as a culture that we... I, in Africa, the kids twerk, the kids dance just like the grown-ups, and it's not frowned upon because... It's not sexual. It's not instilled it's in them to be like, if you're dancing like that, you're less than... If you're proud of your sexual identity, you're less than. It's not instilled in them to be that way. But in America for so long, you have to think about the way women were forced to dress. Women, I my grandma told me that women couldn't even wear pants when she was in school. They had to wear skirts all the way down to their ankles. So if you see a girl twerking, you see her being free, and you see her owning her sexuality, it should not. If you look at her a certain way because of that, the question shouldn't be what's wrong with her. It should be what's wrong with you where you think you know her story because of the way she's dancing or because of the way she's dressed. Because I know a lot of freaks that be at church with that full Sunday suit. Facts. You know what I'm Facts. saying? Facts. And just like they body and they just like to express themselves. Like, yeah. I like my body. So if I show my body, I don't want you to judge me because of that. If you look at me and you feel away, what's going on with you? But you are not, you are a. 29 year old yes 29 year old woman you know so however you want to uh address your body is 
totally okay. You know what I'm saying? You're you yeah, are an adult. Don't don't put that on her. Don't put when you say when you shake your butt like that, it means this. You are also instilling that everything is about her body. Just because you're telling her don't do this, that doesn't mean that you're telling her that it's not about her body. You're just telling her if you cover up, you're gonna have more value. But it shouldn't even be based about her body. It should be about what's in her mind, who she is as a woman. Right. Some people are really just over-sexualized. If they want to embrace that side of them, they shouldn't be shunned about that. You know what I mean? I, I, I definitely agree. And I, I definitely want her to be proud about uh, herself, definitely. But she's too young to even comprehend, you know, what you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Being proud of, of that side of her being a woman. What? But not because she felt the need to do it. Not because something in her body gave her the shakes to make her do that dance. Make it clear that it's because everybody else around her has right. an issue. She saw Men it. have an issue. Yes. There's a bigger issue than her shaking her butt. The real issue is in this country, I can't shake my butt without you thinking you're about to tell me my whole life story. So when you go to her, make sure you tell her it's not about her and her choices. And because she wants to do that, yes. make sure you make it clear that everybody else around you Gonna have a different perception if you choose to do that. That's what I was saying. That's how I, I was saying, like how when I was growing up, exactly, how I, yeah. I thought about women yeah. who did that. You know what I'm saying? That's what I was saying. Um right. who really has the problem in that case? The man we have the problem, but it's it's society though. I can't help it that it is the way that it is. So when are only, men gonna do the work? I can that's what I wanna know. Men need to definitely do the work. What would you say, Kiana? I think it's certain messages. Every, but I'm very big on body language and nonverbal communication. And whether mm -hmm. you like it or not, whatever you got on is communicating something. You might not like what it's saying, right? But you have to be conscious of the fact that this is what you're putting out there, and, and other people receive it. Your message, as in, oh, you just communicated this to me. Right. So I think it's partly on society it's, and it's partly on being yeah, conscious. Yeah, but what you think about me is not my problem. It's not my business. No, it's that's not. That's your business. That's your problem. If men, I, when we grew up, the boys in middle school used to literally hump the gas can of the car to pretend like they're having sex with the car. Nobody ever said to them, wow, you are such a whore. Nobody ever said you a hoe because you over-sexualized because you smacking butts. You meant... When I was in middle school, I got flashed so much in middle school. You right. don't see girls around here flashing their vaginas, but somehow we are still labeled the sluts and the whores because of it. So I just feel like it's just the fact that a man can go out here and show his bare nipple and it's okay. But if a woman go out and she got on a shirt that's a little less, you know, a little more revealing, it's an issue and it says a lot about her. But this man is out here whole bare chest and it's not even thought of. It's not even a thought. Right. As a man, that's that male privilege. You're so free that you can wear whatever you want, and it says nothing about you sexually. No, I just think because you have titties, and the reason why because <laughs> I, I got I got titties too. And when I go outside with my shirt off, people would be like, "Hey, nigga, put a shirt on. What the fuck?" You know oh, what I'm saying? So <laughs> the fact that a man has no shirt and a woman could probably have a little cleavage and she at home, but this man is outside with oh, no so shirt. At people all. be telling me to put my shirt on too, so I feel you on that. <laughs> I think it just comes down to let people do what they want, and people need to just raise their own kids flat out. Yes. You raise your own kids, you ain't got to worry about who they looking up to a role model because you they role model. I want to be like dad when I grow up. I want to be like mom when I grow up. I want to be like granny, auntie, somebody. Right. It should be 
I want to be like DMX. I want to be like Snoop Dogg. I want, you know what I'm saying? I don't this want, nigga picked the oldest rappers there are. <laughs> nigga, I'm 28. You feel me? I'm an old rapper. I had to think about it. Like, what them niggas like again? <laughs> Y'all got That's the message. Real, though. Your role model should come within the household and your family circle and the people you surround your kids by. Not you shouldn't, yo, the way you carry yourself shouldn't be so loose that they're looking for other role models and they find it on the closest thing to them, which is TV. Right. To actually be a parent, to actually have yeah. those conversations uh with young adults and children. And it may not even be that, you know. You have the parents. Some you should be guiding them or having someone guide them to have those conversations. Definitely, you know what I'm saying. And I do agree with Kiana that as a young woman, you do need to be proud of your body, especially young black women. You need to be proud of who you are, your hair, your uh, your body, the way you walk. You know what I'm saying? That you're not built like, you know, on the magazines or whatever. You're not this thin uh, figured woman. You know what I'm saying? You are a black woman and that comes with certain identity uh, body types. You know what I'm saying? And all black women, especially our young women, definitely need to be proud of the way they look. You know what I'm saying? It's okay that you you dye your hair and you wear weave and braids. That is totally fine, but it's also okay to wear your natural hair and to be your natural self. You don't have to have makeup. You don't have to dress in a certain way. You are beautiful just the way that you are. Definitely. I definitely agree with that. I definitely want to, you know, pull that to my goddaughter, even my niece who is, she's mixed race. You know what I'm saying? I, I said this in a couple uh, podcasts ago, you know what I'm saying? She's of mixed descent, just like me. Of mix, I'm of mixed descent, but she's black and white. You know what I'm saying? I'm uh, black and Mexican. You can't tell, though, by looking at me. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, when she goes uh, with her friends, you know, her um, her Caucasian friends, you know what I'm saying? They have this long, straight hair, you know what I'm saying? And I always tell her to put it, to instill into her that, you know, because she has kinky hair. She has, you know, black people hair. You know what I'm saying? I always tell her, your hair is beautiful. Your hair is lovely. Oh, my God. I always compliment her so she knows that. Just because your hair isn't like, you know, your friend, you still have beautiful hair. It's yeah. different hair, but you, your hair is beautiful as well. So I, I definitely agree with that. We definitely need to raise our own uh, children, you know what I'm saying? We can't be depending on celebrities to be their sole role models, definitely. But I do think celebrities do have some type of responsibility, like Kiana was saying, you know what I'm saying? If you want to make millions of dollars and be in this uh, entertainment industry, which, Lord, please bless me that I can be in that situation. <laughs> you want to be in this uh, entertainment industry? There, there, I'm sorry, but there's just unspoken rules that come with that. Just being any type of black empowerment figure, you know what I'm saying? Black CEOs, black uh, business owners, anything like that. You have, a, because we are a minority, you have a standard level that you sometimes are going to be judged on to operate by. That just comes with being the minorities. We don't take up a percentage of America where, you know what I'm saying? We have all these different role models that we can look at. No, we have a select few because there's only a select few of us. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, if you want success, I'm sorry. You have to operate and be ready to be judged by, 
you know, things that may, quote, unquote, be unfair. That just comes with the game. So if you want the money, you got to get the criticism as well. And I think social media kind of ruined that, too, because it takes away the the private part of someone else's life. Mm-hmm. Like when we grew up, all we got to see was Michael Jordan play basketball. Right. So it's like, oh, I want to be like Mike when it comes to playing basketball and basketball only. We didn't knew we didn't know what type of father he was, the type of man he was. But here, social media is, you know, you get the behind the scenes, you get to see the Instagram posts, the Snapchats, you know, everybody want to do a documentary on how they go about their day. So right. now people are starting to attach role model like labels to these celebrities because their life isn't as private no more. Facts. So yeah, the That's label where it comes in is like now it comes with that the stardom, like Kiana said, like it comes with that now. Like you've invited people, we've invited them to this pedestal that we put them on. So now I guess you get it. This is what we're expecting of you now. Facts. Definitely makes it. What about you, Amber? What are your thoughts on being uh, having Cardi B and Megan Stein be role models to people in your life? Um, I don't think when they got into the industry, they signed up to be role models. However, they their roles turned them into role models. Little do they like it or not. Unfortunately, kids look up to them. Um, I don't think that I think if a child is looking up to a celebrity, the parent is not doing their job or the parents aren't doing their job. Um I grew up in a household that my father was the head of the household and he ran the household. And then my mother did her, her due diligence within the household as well. So I was able to look up to both sides. My father was a hustler, a business owner. I, I identified with that as well as my mother. I was able to identify with her as well with taking care of the household. So those two are my role models. If I were to look back at it now in the stance that I'm in now, um, I never, I would, but I'm not going to sit here in front as if, um, me growing up, Keisha Cole and Monica and, you know, all those R&B artists growing up did not influence, you know, a, a way for me. I definitely was able to identify with them um, in certain areas of life. So I will give that to them in certain ways, but I will never sit here and say that they were a role model to me. I will say that I was able to identify with them on certain things in life um, as far as the music they put out and things like that. But I would never sit here and say they were like a role model to me. Um, definitely looked up to a lot of greatness within them. Like Beyonce is one of my top. I love her to death. So her movements and business and, you know, what she does. So I really appreciate her documentary that she did for Coachella. I really, you know, appreciated her letting us into her life. However, I don't want to be like Beyonce because Beyonce is Beyonce. You know what I mean? So, you know, but I just appreciate her opening up her doors for us to kind of see who she really is because she is human, just like us. Right. You know, Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion are actually a different, they're a government name outside of the names that the entertainment industry gave them. So they are completely different people outside of what we see. We don't know them. Right. You know, they are completely different people, but um, I don't think they, unfortunately, kids are going to look up to them. You know, that's just how the game goes. It was like that for all of us. We've all looked up to people back in the day. Chris Brown looked up to Michael Jackson, and now we can look at him and see what he's doing. He's doing some identifiable things just like he did. So, I mean, everyone has someone they looked up to, you know, that kind of maybe encourages them of who they are today. So, you know, that's just what I think. Facts. I totally agree with that. You know what I'm saying? So, I guess the moral of everything is to you know, raise your children, you know what I'm saying, or whoever you have in your life, be be an influence on them. 
And you know what I'm saying? When we all become what we want to become, you know, when all our dreams come true, you know what I'm saying? We just got to be ready for that responsibility because it does come with it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I agree. I agree with everybody. This week's episode is sponsored by the Design Lab at Shutter Shock & Co. From logos and business cards to invitations and custom tees, the Design Lab is your one-stop shop for graphics. The Design Lab is the sole creator for copacetic merchandise, available now. Use your promo code COPACETIC for 10% off your copacetic merchandise. Shop now using the link in our bio. Back to the podcast, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to the Copacetic Hour. Get your Copacetic merch. BJ saw me your shirt. Let them know they can get that. I got shirts, hoodies, hats, everything. Everything you need, we can get it to you. Um, keep uh, Go ahead and remember that we are doing a contest this month. Uh, you post the podcast, post the podcast, tag the podcast. Every month I'll be picking a new winner. Uh, to receive copacetic merch. You know what I'm saying? In December, if you post it every month since August, I will be picking a grand prize winner. Make sure you post and hit it up. Moving to our next segment of the podcast, we are moving into the email of the week. This week's email, Dear TCH, Dear Copacetic Hour, my boyfriend is still trying to rap. One liner, huh? One liner. (laughs) Man. (laughs) My boyfriend, my boyfriend is still trying to rap. I'm in my late 20s and he just turned 32. He still books studio time every month and is constantly begging people to download his mixtape. It wouldn't be so bad if he really didn't suck, but I really hate listening to his music, and he spends so much time there instead of with our family. We have a Hmm. kid together, and I really would want him to focus on his family instead of on his rap career. I really want him to focus on getting a real career, but he won't invest any time in anything other than music. I'm kind of embarrassed to say that I'm with a 32-year-old, who is never going to make it in rapping. But like I said, if he was good, it wouldn't be that bad. But he's not. So please help me. I need advice. <laughs> Shit. That's the last sentence for me. But he's not. So. <laughs> she really paused like that. Oh, it's a whole like. Semicolon, comma thing. But he's not. So what do I do? Oh, oh my like, god. She got the whole proper grammar for the pause, bro. I'm sorry. Oh. That's what it was. I read it how she wrote it. Yikes. Hey. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, baby girl. Um on the studio by now. You know what I'm saying? She, he was following his dreams. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
But I don't know if he's that dedicated to where he's really investing all his time and energy. Eventually, he's going to get something or he's going to get to the point where he's like, this is not working. If he's that- Everybody hit that wall at some point that had a rap career. <laughs> yeah, and people, after they hit, right when they're about to quit, they take off. Yeah. And they'd be like, they always be like, yeah, I was at, I was down to my last hundred dollars. I was about to quit and just go get a job. And then boom, Dev Jam pop. Yeah, but by 29, well, by 18, by shit, somewhere in between there, <laughs> he had multiple opportunities and multiple conversations within himself to just say, you know what? Riding. Nope, keep going. I used to rap in high school. I it, I had the conversation with myself at some point. Facts. You put the microphone down. You pick up some other shit, make some money. You figure it out. Facts. You can you could be involved in music in other ways. Grinding. Yeah. I managed my little brother. You feel me? Like it's other Niggas ways get you can hits when they like thirty four. How old is Future? He didn't have his biggest hit till he was like thirty something. Yeah, Kanye but- was what 30, 32? Hey, keep grinding. He won. He, he ain't Kanye. She said he's he three minutes away from changing his life. <laughs> three minutes. To her, but she might just not be his fan. He might have a whole nother fan base that got to tap into. Yeah, so, everything ain't for everybody. Yep. So she, she <laughs> needs to remove mean? herself. Maybe she the reason why he ain't getting to where he going. Her <laughs> she she Maybe he not at the studio. Let's start there. Shit. Damn. But you can't be neglecting your responsibility as a no. father and as a family man. Make a whole nother family. He gotta find a balance. He yeah. find a yes. He got a whole nother family, bro. He blocking his creativity. Tell that man to keep grinding, bro. You went hit away. That <laughs> 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 keep a nigga rapping for five more years. Yeah. You need to stop. <laughs> hey, only one studio session. Oh man! Oh my Grinding. god! Young fella, whoever. Oh god, OG. I'm sorry. OG. OG. Right, nigga. OG. Got to make a too. bet with him, like a timeline and all that. Hey, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. that'll be beneficial to say if you haven't made it by here by this time, then maybe you might want to reevaluate. Right. And in exchange, you get 100% of my support and effort towards your goal. Keep yeah. grinding. You got three weeks. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if all else fails, she need to have him call the <laughs> breakfast club early in the morning when they say, get it off your chest. <laughs> With that uh, them bars for Charlotte, man, and if she can't tell him Uncle Charlotte definitely gonna put him in his place. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Don't hear today. That's gonna be bad. For him. That's funny. Listener, I'm telling him Chase's dream. So if you ever want to hit me up, break me off because you know I kept that moral support for him. That obviously he ain't getting at home. Right. <laughs> it's here. Oh, man. So after this, we go. He gonna definitely need a wellness check. Cause he getting it from all area, all angles over here. God damn it! <laughs> oh man! All right, so my dog. Okay, you can't be neglecting your being a father and being a mate, right? You know what mm. I'm saying? You gotta, especially if your woman don't think you you taking care of your responsibilities. You know what I'm saying? It's hard to even support you. Yeah, bring the kids to the studio. She's supposed to be her. his biggest fan, right? She's. <laughs> Has she ever been to the studio? Yep, look at that. 
Yeah, but when she know that you ain't did this, this, and that, don't even matter. It hurts. It don't even matter. All that shit don't even matter. Well, so I'm probably really good. She can't even hear you all the bullshit. This is a perfect analogy right here. When men want to have sex, except the kitchen's still dirty and the kids still need to go to bed and the clothes ain't been... And all these other things where I can't even get turned on right now to what you're even talking about because priorities is not being taken care of. I don't even care about you. Whatever it is, I can't even hear you. I can't even hear you. We can't even yeah. speak the same way. It's the same thing with studio because I can't even pour out my love to say, yeah, you did because you ain't did ABC. Great new. Now, that's it. That was advocate. What if she just pour in a little bit more in the studio, a little bit more support, he's going to become a better mate. He's like, you know what? Let me let me like his music because maybe that's what he just needs is a fan. Maybe he'll be a better person at home. Sometimes you got to give a little bit to get more. Where's the correlation between I give you what you want at the studio so, and then you come home? It sounds good, but men never think like that. They never be like, well, let me go do what that other says she wanted me to do. That's a fact. So That's a fact. You're know, going to come home hyped like, listen, got the kids in his arm cleaning up. Hey, I'm playing my mixtape. You jamming to it. Vibe's good in the house. <laughs> Maybe she still like when it. When you then. start cleaning up, I'm gonna put your song on. <laughs> 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 okay. Creepy. Oh my god. Oh my god. No, I agree with Kiana. Like, no, for real. Like, if you now take care of your responsibilities, I'm not finna even be like looking at you. My nose is gonna be tooted at you. I don't like you. I don't right. like what you do. I don't like how you walk. I don't like how you talk. I don't like nothing about you because you're not helping me. I'm up here struggling, trying to get all this stuff together. You you want to come home to a home-cooked meal talking about what you did at the studio. No. No. Help me with these kids. I don't care. Facts. I don't care. Facts. Facts. Can't wait till his biggest track could probably gonna be a diss track about her. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be for real. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> so, I don't know, bro. Uh... Well, sorry, young lady. You might need to just call it quits because it sound it sound like you had a fork in the road, or you got decision a decision to make. You either go you be what actually gonna happen. What, what the uh, biggest music gonna come out of that heartbreak? So actually, she needs yeah, to go and get up out of there. That could be it. That could be the reason. That could why. be it. She, you right. She the reason. Hey, and low key, she, she hold him back. <laughs> low key. Let's say, let's say she is holding him back. Right. Let's say that that is the case. Right. She got the baby already, so she gonna be good if he make it anyway. So she Back. might as well go and do her she might thing. Leave. <laughs> yeah, she might as well leave now. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Trying to do what's best for her family. Hey, she, she already got the baby, so <laughs> if he broke up a home, make it. you know what I'm saying. And she, we just created the next biggest hit, right. one or the other. Thanks, thanks. <laughs> That's funny. So you know, say so go ahead and leave. You know what I'm saying? And if he do make it, you know what I'm saying? You already got the baby, so he got to break you off still. So you you good. It's a win-win. Either way. <laughs> it's a win-win. You ain't got to listen to the music either way. All right. Facts. <laughs> Are you tired of paying unnecessary fees for banking? Do you only use mobile banking anyway and hate going into the branch to handle your business? If so, Chime is the copacetic option for you. It's one of the fastest growing banks in America, charging a total of $0 in fees. Join Chime today using our special code and get a free $50 after your first direct deposit of $200 or more within your first 45 days of opening the account.
Find the special code in our Instagram profile and join the Chime family today. You're tuning in to the copacetic hour. Why don't you just chill? 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 Back to the podcast. Moving to our last segment. The hood situation. What hood situations? Who hood situations? Because shit be happening in the hood. Today's hood situation is brought to by my dog, Didi, formerly known as Cocaine Didi for the hood situation. <laughs> it is, have you ever... Caught someone cheating, or have you ever got caught cheating? So I think this might have been this was my high school, right fresh out of high school relationship. And me and her, we was kind of like on rocky terms, but we weren't like we was just trying to pretty much figure our own shit out or whatever. And um I remember we was both at we was at my house, we were sitting outside talking, we was like playing, talking, whatever. And I had a situation where, no, she told me she was going to her grandma's house. She was like, I'm about to just go to my grandma's house and chill. I was like, oh, okay, cool. She's like, well, what you got up? And I was like, oh, I'm about to, you know, probably play, sit here, play the game or whatever. It's cool. And she's like, oh, okay, I'll see you later. Kiss me. Part ways, whatever the case was. So I actually had a movie date set up. Okay. So it was actually to go see Final Destination, I think five. I think that's what it was. And uh, I'm in the parking lot. Uh, I actually seen her car. So I was like, I told a girl, I was like, I'm going to just drop you off at the door. So I was like, because I wanted to circle back around the parking lot again and make sure that was actually it. So um, it was. I'm like, okay, cool, babe. Okay, cool. So I texted her. I was like, oh, what you doing? She was like, nothing, chilling. I'm like, okay. I was like, me too. It was like, and we just, it was a small talk text. It was nothing serious. It was just like, okay. It's like, she said she was chilling. She didn't really gave off no location, nothing like that or whatever. So. I get in the movie theater and I see her and my man sitting like on the edge of the road. And I'm walking with a girl holding her hand. Like I couldn't even play it like I came up. She seen me, I seen her, I seen who she was with, she seen who I was with. And we just kind of like, we left it at that. I watched the whole movie. I watched her put her head on his shoulder. So I'm trying to throw my arm around thinking I don't even remember nothing about the movie that night because I was so busy watching her. And when it was over, then nobody texted. She texted me like later that night. She was like, how was the movie? I was like, you straight. How was your movie? She was like, good. She was like, so we done, right? And I was like, I guess so. This, this must be it. <laughs> Damn. So we it canceled each other out and we just was like, yeah, that's it. Facts. I've been through that. Wow, oh, that's that's real. I've been through that. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> mature. That's what happened to me, bro. I think that's real. Doesn't <laughs> want no blows. They watched the movie. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. Be yeah, just ripped the movie. <laughs> no, 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 no. That was yeah. That was mature. My mine didn't go like that. When it happened to me, it didn't happen. To I me. mean, little shots was thrown because girls like, ain't that your little girlfriend? I was like, eh, I mean, 
So I, I kind of downplayed it because I feel like if I would have said a little bit more or if I would have let us walk bad, out. Man. Yeah, so no. I'm just left it at that. So, Shout out to those two, though. They, they cool people. My situation was similar to yours, Des. Based off that uh, relationship I talked about earlier from high school, when I was doing what I was doing, I found out she was cheating. So when I found out, and remember I told y'all how I fell into it out of uh, Welcome Week. Yeah, what happened on Welcome Week? Yeah, it was an accident. I just, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't care when I found out. You know what I'm saying? It's like, whatever. It's very, uh, very relieving when you ain't got to be a total asshole about it. It's like a, you just drop the mic type of situation. And it'd be over. Damn, y'all got some mature ass shit. My shit was childish as fuck. And the one thing it happened twice with the same girl, like Damn. So the girl who I was talking about earlier, my, my puppy love girl, you know what I'm saying? One time, this is in middle school when we was messing around. This is this is some player shit. This, me and my dog Smoke. If you know Smoke, that's my dog. Me and Smoke didn't used to like each other over this girl. Right, so Smoke was dating a girl at my school, and I was dating the girl who went to his school or whatever. So one time, she was we all went to the movies, but we went with each other's girlfriends. Smoke went with the girl I was dating at the time, and I went with the girl he was dating at the time, and just so happened to show up at the movies with each other on two different dates. Which is crazy. And then one time in high school with the same girl. This is in high school now. Dang, I had a lot of drama going on. In high school, I was out cheating. It was this girl. She was a new, a new student. <laughs> she was a Casual new, stroke through the park, you said. <laughs> <laughs> she was a new student, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, I threw my shot and it went in. And her mom was out of town, you know what I'm saying? So I, I rolled over, you know what I'm saying, at night, and we we did whatever. That morning, I go to the gas station, and I see this girl with the person she has a, a child with now at the gas station with this nigga. And I was like, damn, she out here with this nigga? And I was feeling bad, like, damn, I'm out here cheating and shit and just out here living my best life. Well, that wasn't the thing at the time, but I'm out here doing whatever. And then and I was feeling bad about the shit. I go to the gas station. It's early in the morning, too. It's like 8 o'clock. And I see her with this nigga. I was like, man, what the fuck? God damn it. I was, I was, I was jealous and mad as a bitch, Loki. <laughs> Uh, and I, I call her like, what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Oh, no, I'm just out smoking. I'm out smoking with such and such. And I was like, hmm, okay, okay, cool, cool. So I went back to old girl house. So then I'm so excited because the experience that I had at this girl house that morning, because I was like full into it now that I didn't even saw her out doing whatever. The experience that I experienced with this girl was like amazing. You know what I'm saying? Like, she blew my mind. And I, I go to school, and I'm on some, some little kid shit. I tell one person, you know what I'm saying, or the group. Yeah. And 
the one person I know I shouldn't tell, I tell him, and it just gets back to her all of a sudden. So now we're in the hallway, and she, the girl who I was dating with at the time, she confronts me in the hallway in front of everybody, whole school, yelling at me, you doing this with this girl, blah, blah, blah. And then shout out to the girl I got caught cheating with. She was like, no, that never happened. I don't know where that rumor came from. That is a lie. She looked up for your boy. God damn it. <laughs> it was all this drama. So that wind up me not going to prom with this girl. Like a whole bunch of shit. Like damn. it just set off a whole series of events. Shit was crazy. Well, <laughs> one time I was the guy that I have kids with. He, um, was driving this car that he led me to believe was a rental car. And I mean, he, he was driving this car for a very long time, pulling up at the house, parking in the driveway. I'm driving the car. We taking the car out of town. Yeah, it was but renting any- the shit out of this whip. God damn it. I get we, One day we was on a double date in the car and I see some flats in the back. I'm like, damn, whoever car this is got some big ass feet. You know what I'm saying? Not even knowing what's really going on. God so damn. one day I had the car by myself and I ran into somebody who knew who Carter was and he just smiled and he said, oh, so you live in Urbandale. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I'm just so lost. So that one day I'm having a conversation with, so I go back and I ask my boyfriend, who car is this? He's like, it's a rental, you tripping. And so now I'm starting to hear that it's a girl mad because she hearing about me driving the car. So now it's starting to come together. Right. One day I'm coming down Beckley. I see the car coming down the street and me and the girl made eye contact. So I'm ready to kill this boy. <laughs> I'm ready to kill him. I'm coming to have a conversation about Kiana with it. My best friend. We, we was best friends at the time. And she said, oh, is that why he called me and asked me? Now, Kiana, do you be driving the car? The whole time, the girl thinking that it's me because we got the same name. Kiana lost. She don't know what's going on. So she like, no, I don't be driving that car. (laughs) But it's really, but he really didn't call my best friend because we got the same name. And so the girl thinking that I said no, but he was really hurt. That, that was crazy. That was some slick ass shit right there. (laughs) That was player. Player, nigga. Detroit player. Conversation. He got called instantly. Y'all, y'all ever got told on? I got told on before. I've never actually been caught cheating. Although I have cheated. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, man. I probably tell on myself before somebody catches me. Because I seen a meme going around talking about niggas mess up because they go cheat with the loud mom hood rap who won't everybody even know you fucking with her. And females go cheat with niggas in relationships. So them niggas is gonna say no no matter what <laughs> until they take that shit to the grave. So anyway, I never had a club, but I like I said with the obsessive personality traits, <laughs> happen to have sometimes. Back in the day when I was with my boyfriend, I don't know where he was at in the relationship status, but he had a Boost Mobile. So, you know, with Boost Mobile, I don't know if y'all ever had Boost Mobiles, but once you tap into that email, you can see all the whole call log. Damn. You see page messages. <laughs> you see stalker, everything. nigga. CIA agent. <laughs> God damn. 
I even know about this. Thank God. I never had a boost mobile. Yeah. So I tapped Shit. in. You know, I used to just be seeing, like, I knew I got it down. This is messed up. I got it down to the, I had a chart with females' names and phone numbers because the boost only show you the phone numbers. So I can keep up. Oh, my God. No, I ain't never want to say nothing. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't like to reveal my hand before I like to know some shit first. Because then I'm going to just go act accordingly. <laughs> at least that's what I was doing at the time. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, this is one particular time he had came in. I knew he was cheating because of the phone log. But he had came in and he was like, uh, yeah, I had left uh my phone uh i left my phone in my homeboy car i'm so like this is the first thing he says when he come in the door and it's like one o'clock in the morning i'm just like oh you think i'm stupid (laughs) 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 so i'm like okay i wait for him to go upstairs and go get in the bed or whatever and i'm like i know he ain't leave that phone in that car matter of fact i purposely went upstairs just so i could give him a chance to hide the phone because i felt like it was on his person and i'm like i'm gonna just listen this is how females is a little bit crazy i'm gonna just listen to try to see where he go only thing i heard him do was open the refrigerator and then he went upstairs he was drunk so he went to sleep real quick so I waited like an hour or two, and now I'm gonna go find this phone because why did you walk in the house talking about I left my phone? I didn't even ask you about your phone. I'm looking around in the friend cabinets, I'm looking at the figure. I'm like, he was in the kitchen. This motherfucker's in the kitchen. I'm gonna find this phone. I ended up going in the refrigerator looking at I pull out the vegetable drawer because I'm like, let's just see. Wow. And lo and behold, <laughs> there's a phone in the vegetable What, ves- what, what vegetables <laughs> was it next to? What, what, what did he... It was up under some <laughs> shit, like the, the green okay. pepper. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. Oh, but it wasn't even his phone that he left in there. It was his homeboy phone, his homeboy like trap phone. His homeboy had just went to jail. You know what I'm saying? He had his homeboy phone. So I'm like, I can't even get in right. here. But why are you hiding this in the vegetable drawer? <laughs> <laughs> so I done went up on Facebook. This is how I beat this shit. Girl. I done went up on Facebook trying to figure out his homeboy password. <laughs> like, what does this nigga care about? All <laughs> 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 his kids' birthdays. Oh my God. <laughs> I I don't want to try his and then finally one thing had came to my mind like you know what he had a favorite homeboy who passed away I said let me try that nigga birthday oh girl <laughs> <laughs> well I was like what is his birthday now I gotta go investigate small time y'all was up for hours you, whatever whatever <laughs> you're doing out. now you're not taking advantage of the skills, yeah, the God bless you with the skills, okay? You're supposed to be in the CIA, FBI. You're supposed to be in law enforcement. All that. <laughs> I type in this nigga's uh, birthday, and it didn't go through. And okay. I was like, wow, okay. So I guess I'm not as smart as... I said, you know what? Let's just try that death date, just in case that's important, too. And lo and behold, da, 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 it was the death day. Damn. <laughs> Shit. I got into the homeboys. Oh, 
I said, God dog, I'm good. I see all these motherfuckers. This nigga. <laughs> I said, damn, he telling everybody the same bullshit. Like, I don't really with my baby mama. We just did together. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. This motherfucker's in there named Thomas. This their last name. I'm like, this the same Thomas in your phone? This the girl? This is now I figure out everything. So actually, I confronted him in his sleep. I think I ended up knocking him out or something. So yeah. Crazy, yeah. All that information you gather was gathered illegally, so cannot be in the used court of law. <laughs> in the court of law. So everything you found out, never <laughs> happened. Now all that gets thrown out. No phone, no phone records, oh, none of that. Oh, man. Oh, y'all hilarious. Oh, man. That shit crazy. Kiana, I'm scared of you. I'm glad we did end in the seventh grade. Goddamn. <laughs> man, shit. I wouldn't have been able to be a Sigma being with Kiana, goddamn it. Shit. <laughs> Might as well do right. Oh, man. Might as well just do right. Oh man, that's I needed that laugh. That was funny as shit. Oh man. <laughs> what about you, Amber? Can you? I please right, this. Like, can you, you can't top no. that, right? <laughs> you should. I just know I didn't do the cheating. I got cheated on. I'm a faithful Leo, yeah. damn it, and I stand on that. <laughs> oh, man. oh, that shit was funny. Tiana did not. So many times. What more do you want from me? Like you know me, nigga. Oh, my. <laughs> you know me. Shit. What the fuck? <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Shout out to him. I appreciate you. I appreciate you, dog. That's my dog too. I appreciate you. Good story for the You're podcast. So funny. <laughs> Oh man, that's definitely. You need to be working for a security Nigga, company something. or something. They're gonna test. Yeah, yeah. Shit. If I'll, she can't pass the code, that means it's safe. Investigatorship, but I was like, no, nah, I don't know. I'm a little too paranoid. Man, you need to be the fed. Really? <laughs> exactly. I'm like, really? That's your best quality, right? Oh man. Hey, I I can't. That's that. I don't. No one can top that. You know what I'm saying? No. She a whole ass private investigator. You need to start a side business doing that shit. I almost did. I really had females that was coming to me like, who is this woman? I'll find out in 60 seconds. 
That's that shit is crazy. <laughs> That's how I go. What's done in the dark must come to the light. So just stay faithful. Facts. So you gonna you the flashlight? You the flashlight then. You the flashlight. You gonna break the light. Oh man. <laughs> So that's definitely going to be the promo clip. Definitely. That shit was funny as hell. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you have to. Oh, man. I'm over here like, wow, I didn't heard this story before, but I'm still shocked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I was so proud of myself. Like, y'all don't even know how proud I was. I, was I, I didn't want to be mad about him cheating. Well, I was happy. I was proud of the <laughs> Dude, that's oh, crazy. Man. <laughs> oh man. Okay. We gotta end the podcast there because there's nothing that's gonna top that. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nice. nice. Oh, well, this was great. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. I loved it. I enjoyed y'all. Thank yeah, you. I enjoyed you guys. Enjoy. Definitely. Give them y'all a hit up. Let them know where they can find y'all. Um, anything y'all got going on. We got about a thousand listeners an episode. So let them know what's up. You can find me on Instagram at Kiana Garrett. Uh, I'm not really, I'm, I still got stuff brewing right now, so I don't want to speak on it too soon. But on, when you invite me back, I'll be Facts. ready. Facts. You can find me at blackfolk underscore ENT. Then also follow my clothing brand, X's and O Clothing. Make sure you get in with us. We got some cold stuff. We got some very simple T-shirts, man. Okay. So you ain't got to be stealing your boyfriend's T-shirts. You can just go ahead and shop yes. with me. I got the stuff you need. X's, O's, underscore clothing, TM. Facts. He got some sweet shirts. Like, them bitches is fire. Sweet shirts. E-shirts is sweet, you know too, saying? though. Shout yeah, with E. merchandise, too. You can find me on Facebook. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> L-O-V-E-K-I-A-N-N-A. You can also find me on YouTube, Official Love Kiana. And if anyone needs their hair done, I am currently servicing the Kalamazoo Grand Rapids and Battle Creek area. Let me know. I don't think I can. Can you guys see this cool picture of all the nice hairstyles I did? Look, look quality my camera. <laughs> all right. She's definitely good at doing hair. She used to braid my hair, you know what I'm saying, when your boy had braids back in the day. You know what I'm saying? She, she cold. cold. She cold. Follow me on Twitter. Um, I got a look. It is a... Uh, at Big Des, two underscores at the end. Um, my Instagram is the same. I think it's two underscores at the beginning. I have a podcast as well called the Organic Fatherhood Podcast. Stories about me being a dad, all that cool stuff. Nice. So go ahead and listen to it when y'all get a chance. Yes. Go on support. Go on support. Hi, well, my name is Amber. I have a clothing brand called MGHH, Michigan Girls and Guys Hustle Harder. Um, it's a unisex brand. You can find me on Facebook under Amber Wear, or you can follow my business page on Facebook, MGHH, or on Instagram, MGHHMI underscore. Um, my YouTube page is um, MGHH Hustle Harder. We have some videos and stuff on there, footage and different things, and networking events and things like that. And yeah, that's all my tags, I think. I'll be forgetting this time. <laughs> go on support. Definitely go on support. <laughs> And I am your host, Five. You can catch me at the notorious underscore B-I-G underscore E on Instagram or follow the podcast Instagram, The Copacetic Hour. Follow us on Twitter at Copacetic Hour. Also, 
Keep sending your emails to thecopacetichour at gmail.com and keep visiting our website, www.thecopacetichour.com. Keep remembering to promote the podcast so you can be entered into our contest for your copacetic merchandise happening every month. We're going to leave you with our mantra. Please protect your peace, secure your wealth, and define your destiny. This is the copacetic hour. Peace. This is the copacetic hour. Why don't you just chill? Why don't you just chill? Why don't you just chill?